Hello and welcome to a sinner's podcast. I guess not. I guess I'm gonna. I changed the name from Shitty Podcast. The Shitty Podcast was such a good name. I think it's a really good name. So I'm sure somebody else will take it and like make something with that name. I guess, but I don't. I guess when I started, um, I wanted I was just gonna just talk about random things on it like my first episode I think was about Twitter because I was irritated um about the fact that on Twitter people are either explaining how good of a person they are or being a, a, a jerk for no reason or they're accusing someone else of being a jerk basically that's what I talk about so I just wanted to talk about stuff like that but it's interesting because during the time that I had this, from the time I started to now, I gave my life to God. Um, so I can't, I, not that I can't, but I want this um, podcast to attract people who um, are actually trying to learn more about God and the Bible and stuff. So I don't want it to be like something that looks like a joke. Because I don't think that what I talk about is a joke. Um, so yeah, I guess this episode I just want to talk about my intentions. And I want to read a little bit from the Bible. So yeah. I've mentioned this before, and this isn't anything new. This is not anything that has never been said before by far. But there is a huge problem with the image that Christianity has and the church and it the fact that the representatives of Christianity as a whole, the largest representatives of it, are turning people away scaring people away, pushing people away, making it seem like the majority of Christians are hypocrites. So that's really what I want to focus on discussing. I hope that whoever finds this podcast can really hear my message and understand that you're... You have to read the Bible for yourself. Don't let someone else tell you what it says. Even if you grew up, if you grew up in the church, if you grew up Christian, if you feel like you know everything about it, if you've read a lot of it, it doesn't, even if you've read a lot of it, try to really read it yourself. Please use the plans that I'm going to leave it in in the scripture for this too. Really read it because I'm telling you, if you're into the new age stuff, if you're into Buddhism, if you're into law of attraction, um, these other religions, ha- if they either and New Age kind of um, philosophies take directly from the Bible, and they just take out God and they take out Jesus. So. 
when you read it yourself, you can see that that's what they're doing. And so I hope that when you hear this, you can understand the importance of reading yourself and really see that there's some really good stuff in there that I, I say this all the time. If you took God and Jesus out of the Bible and you just turned it into a book of laws, a book of written by somebody famous, it would be a bestseller. Worldwide, international bestseller, for sure. It's just because the 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 rap that Christianity has now, it makes people just turned off from it and not want to listen to it. But then, they, like I said, they'll take any anything else as long as it as long as it's not the Bible. So I want to read from here. Um. I think actually maybe I'll try to just read a random verse. Let's try to do that. So I'm using Bible.com. Let's do Pro. Let's actually let's do Proverbs because Proverbs I started reading from last time. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm going to pick a random number. Twelve. Oh, perfect. Okay. So this is Proverbs 12. You can't hide behind me. This is the common English version. So it says, to accept correction is wise. To reject it is stupid. The Lord likes everyone who lives right, but he punishes everyone who makes evil plans. Sin cannot offer security, but if you live right, you will be as secure as a tree with deep roots. A helpful wife is a jewel for her husband, but a shameless shameless wife will make his bones rot. Good people have kind thoughts, but you should never trust the advice of someone evil. Bad advice is a deadly trap, but good advice is like a shield. Once the wicked are defeated, they are gone forever, but no one who obeys God will ever be thrown down. Good sense is worthy of praise, but stupidity is a curse. It's better to be ordinary and have only one servant than to think you're somebody and starve to death. Good people are kind to their animals, but a mean person is cruel. Hardworking farmers have more than enough food. Daydreamers are nothing more than stupid fools. An evil person tries to hide behind evil. Good people are like trees with deep roots. We trap ourselves by telling lies, but we stay out of trouble by living right. We are rewarded or punished for what we say and do. Fools think they know what's best, but a sensible person listens to advice. Okay, let me just start with that first, because there's some good stuff in this in 12. Okay, so... You can see that I feel when people talk about Christianity, they don't talk about Proverbs, which you could take the majority of these quotes from Proverbs, these verses, these lines, and put it on a pretty picture and post it on your Instagram, post it on your Twitter, and everyone will like it until you say it's from the Bible, and then you're just a Jesus freak. And then, you know what I mean? Like, 
that it's not cool. And I think that is so sad and it's so messed up that if you're, if, if some, if I, for example, if I take this first line to accept correction is wise to reject it is stupid. If I put that in quotes and I put it next to a picture of a Buddha and I quote it as being from, from Buddha, it, everyone would say, Oh man, that's wonderful. Oh yes. We love this. You know, and by everyone, I just mean the general public. So just speaking generally, or like, let's say if, if I, if I was someone who had a lot of followers, the majority of my followers would be like, oh, yes, love, uh, you know, whatever. But if I say that it's from the Bible, it's automatically, I, this is my opinion, I think people automatically feel like distance from it, like, oh, oh, it's the Bible, oh. Or if I said it was a quote, this obviously is not a quote from Jesus, but let's say I, I put that up and I said it was that Jesus said it and I had a picture of the cross next to it. Oh, no, Jesus freak. Oh, no, she's a Jesus freak. What's wrong? Like that whole term, Jesus freak, is I hate that so much because that is part of what scared me away from Christianity for so long. And and it's like, like I said, I don't even like to say Christianity because I feel like it's not accurate. It's not like an accurate term because then I'm grouped with Joel Osteen and Creflo Dollar and all these other scam artists, like, I'm grouped with all of them if I call myself a Christian, like, that's how I feel, even though I, like, I, as a, I'm a follower of God, I'm a follower of the Bible, I'm a studier of the Bible, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, like, I just wish I could just say that instead of Christian, because all these people mess up that reputation so badly, it's like, it's, they just made us have like a bad reputation. So, you can see in this section that they're talking about evil. They use the term evil a lot. And like, you should never trust the advice of someone evil. See, I, li- I really like that because it's so relevant for today. You can, I think a lot of people, they, they have friends that do evil things or like drink too much maybe they have too much sex or they like just kind of a little bit you know their lives are kind of out of order just a little bit or they're like a little reckless but they really love their friend and that's fine but people like that they're constantly stirring up evil you can't take advice from someone like that who's just constantly living in evil even if it sounds right probably not (laughs) and I think that's actually that's like a really good point that's still true today so this is what kind of won me over about the bible when you read it on your own and without someone else in your ear telling you what it means and just thinking about what it means based on your own life and your own experiences that's when you really kind of get that connection to the to the words and it starts to really kind of it resonates with you And just to know that this was written so long ago and it can still be um, meaningful, that to me was really a powerful thing. And I started to feel like more of the information and it was accurate once I started reading it on my own. So, and let's see. Actually, I really want to read this next part. 
because it applies to me. Losing your temper is foolish. Ignoring an insult is smart. An honest person tells the truth in court, but a dishonest person tells nothing but lies. So losing your temper is foolish, self-explanatory. Ignoring an insult is smart. So it's interesting that it says ignoring. And of course, you have to, you really should look through the different translations to get the real meanings. This is the common English version. Um, and the thing about the thing about common English kind of translations is you have to be really careful about who translates it because based on where they are from, they're going to translate it differently in their background. So it's important to look at the different translations. Um, so ignoring an insult. It's interesting that it, instead of ignoring, it's not saying... It's not saying... Um, it doesn't say not responding. It doesn't say, um, it uses the word ignoring. Like, is and when I hear ignoring, it makes me think, act like as if they're not insulting you. Just act like you don't hear it. Have no response. It's, it's not saying to have a positive response. So I think that's interesting. Um, and a dishonest person tells nothing but lies. So I think that that kind of speaks to the corruption that comes with sin in a way. Because if you lie, if you're dishonest, everything that comes out of your mouth is tainted with a little bit. It's like you're you're feeding it through a screen of dishonesty. Your whole life is kind of fogged with dis dishonesty. Like I, I worked with someone like that. Like, God bless her. I actually really liked her, but it got to a point when I started to realize everything she said, almost every single word was a complete lie. It was just made up like stories. Um, so I think that's really interesting too. Sharp words cut like a sword, but words of wisdom heal. Amen. That's self-explanatory. But again, just the fact that this is from so long ago still holds true. Words see and then look. Words of wisdom heal. So that makes me think, uh, okay, sharp words cut like a sword, but sword, <laughs> a sword, but words of wisdom heal. So in, in the last episode, I was talking about a woman on YouTube who was condemning her coworker for cursing as a, as a Christian. Using, I mean, and I like to say she's condemning someone using the shield of Christianity as if it's not her own, like as if she's not taking personal offense and it's the Bible and she's defending it, but she's using sharp words with this woman instead of using words of wisdom to heal. So if you believe cursing is a sin and that this woman is disrespecting herself by doing it, why are you cutting her with sharp, with your sharp words? And making her feel ashamed, you're supposed to use words of wisdom to heal others. Truth, then it says, truth will last forever. Lies are soon found out. An evil mind is deceitful, but gentle thoughts bring happiness. So again, I feel like that's speaking to the corruption of sin. An evil mind is deceitful. Once you start being kind of a schemer and a plotter and thinking about getting things for yourself, you're going to just constantly be doing things that are slightly dishonest. 
because that's how you have to maneuver and position yourself to get what you want. But gentle thoughts bring happiness. So gentle thoughts, if you're if you have gentle thoughts, they're most likely not thinking about um thinking about pushing anyone else out of the way or they're not too ambitious. And by ambitious I don't mean well when you look at someone who's extremely ambitious, they probably have more of a, a deceitful mind than a gentle mind Um, because you do have to be slightly deceitful in order to be super successful so even with sales you just having that whole in sales the way you look is like everything but that's deceitful really when you think about it because you're you're kind of trying to make yourself look more credible by making your appearance look a certain way um when in reality you might not be. So I know for me in sales, the way I looked was something that I think helped me to sell more. But if I didn't, and I tr- but everything else I try to be as honest as possible. Um, but I know for other people, I'm like the only person I've ever met like that. The majority of other people will lie to sell and to get to the top. It's just pretty much all the people. So I think an evil mind is deceitful, but gentle thoughts bring about happiness is about being content and not being overly ambitious because that's when you're going to start to become more deceitful. Then it says good people never have trouble, but troublemakers have more than enough. Again, it's kind of like that you reap what you sow. If once you're living in your sin, it's just you're just going to keep stirring up more. But when you're good, it's it's harder for that to, to happen and gather around you, really. The Lord hates every liar, but he is friend of all who can be trusted. So the Lord hates every liar. Again, self-explanatory. That lying is no good. Lying is no good. Deceit is no good. It's going to make you evil. If you're deceitful, you're going to have an evil mind if you're deceitful you're a liar that's like the start of it but he is a friend of all who can be trusted so if you're a trustworthy person that's kind of the the heart of what it means to be a good person because you understand that you're well like when I think about trust I think about if somebody said if you're because I live in New York so there's a lot of interaction with strangers in New York so when I think of trustworthy, the first thing that comes in my mind is like if somebody says, if you're in a coffee shop and somebody says, oh, can you watch my, my bag for me? That means when they're saying that, they, they're trusting that you're not going to steal their bag and that you're not going to go in their bag. And they're also trusting that you're actually going to stay there and do something for them without getting anything in return. Um, so that's what it means. Trusted. That means you can be trusted. That means it's likely you'll perform an action for someone else without getting something in return. And that's a very important part of being holy. Be sensible and don't tell everything you know. Only fools spread foolishness everywhere. Be sensible. Only fools spread foolishness everywhere. So this sentence is interesting because it's like, 
there's a dash that breaks up the two lines, which makes me think the second line is talking about something different than the first. But but the first part, be sensible and don't tell everything you know. That means you can't just don't just talk nonstop <laughs> and that's and just don't tell everything you know. It's just saying be sensible. Don't overshare. Don't tell everything you know. Only fools spread foolishness everywhere. Sounds like you know, social media. Work hard and you will be a leader. Be lazy and you will end up a slave. Doesn't doesn't that just it just sounds like a regular like Tumblr Instagram quote. It's just so amazing that this is all in the Bible. Worry is a heavy burden, but a kind word always brings cheer. See, a kind word always brings cheer. I feel like this is what it means to be a Christian. Being that kind word. Being that, being a leader. Work hard and you'll be the leader. Be sensible and don't tell everything you know. Be trustworthy. You have gentle thoughts. You know, you're not supposed to be running around yelling at everybody who you, who's who's sinning. You're not supposed to do that. It's not it, whether whether you believe the sin is a curse or whether you believe the sin is being gay. You're not supposed to run around screaming at people and making them feel horrible. That's, you're just not supposed to do that. We're all sinners. You have to remember that we are all sinners. It's not. It's not a game. It's not a point system. There's no point system with God when it comes to that. We're all sinners. There's no way to be less of a sinner. It's. It comes down to: Are you saved? Are you living for God or not? Are you saved or not? Do you believe Jesus died for our sins? If you believe that, you believe all men are sinners immediately. And by men, I mean people. You have to believe that. And if you start looking at life like that, you can't be pointing your fingers at everybody. I hope that I can find a verse that really speaks to what I'm trying to say. This is a great part. Um, Well, let me just read this. You are better off to do right than to lose your way by wrongdoing. Anyone too lazy to cook will starve, but a hard worker is a valuable treasure. Living right is a pathway that leads to life and away from death. Amen. So it's all about doing the right thing. Let's see if there's another translation. Let me see what the other translation is for right. See, this is, I, I guess I'm just trying to give you guys an example of uh, a good way to read through the Bible and kind of understand it better. So this is the King James Version of where it says right. So it says the righteous, the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. But the way of the wicked seduce, seduce seduceth them. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. 
The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. In the way of righteousness is life, and in the pathway thereof is no death. So right means being righteous, being righteous. So what does it really mean to be righteous? And now, see, now that I went to the king's, James Version, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go to the dictionary and look up the real true definition of righteous. So, righteous means morally right or justifiable, virtuous. Upstanding, decent. So you can see the King James Version gives you a little bit of a different view, a closer view to the original meaning. Because line 26 says you are better off to do right than to lose your way by wrong do, by doing wrong. It doesn't say anything about neighbor. But if you go to the King James Version, you can see it says the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. So that's kind of, a, that's very different. To me, at least, that sounds really different. The righteous man. Righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. But the way of the wicked seduceth them. See, but even that is saying what I've always been saying. The way of the wicked seduceth them. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. The righteous man. That's exactly the line I was looking for. Right? Isn't that amazing? Amen. Thank God. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. So a righteous person living without sin, living away from sin, more excellent than his neighbor. But the way of the wicked seduces them, the righteous. The way of the wicked seduces the righteous. So who are you to point your finger at somebody as a saying you're righteous, you're a Christian and you're righteous, and you're pointing your finger at somebody and saying that they're living in sin and they need to change, and you're condemning them. You're not telling them why, you're not explaining why, you're just condemning them, even though you are seduced by the wicked as well as a righteous person. It says right here, Proverbs 12:26, the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. But the way of the wicked seduceth them, those righteous people. And the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, in the pathway thereof, the pathway thereof, the pathway of righteousness, there is no death. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. Look how funny that is. Exactly what I was looking for, exactly what I've been trying to say, and God gave me that in the in the original King James Version. It has the exact writing, and I'm about to go to 26 minutes exactly, and this is line 26. I'm going to read it one more time, and I'm going to end it. The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. Amen. That's amazing. Okay, I hope that that was helpful.
I'm going to go exactly 26 minutes because this is Proverbs line 12, 26. Amen. God bless.